Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Spark in the Dark. I'm your host, Dan Matha. And it is a great day to be alive, ladies and gentlemen. I want to take a moment before we get started, and I just want to say thank you. Because there's been a major uptick in social media followings and engagement, but in particular, the podcast itself. More subscriptions, more downloads, and I just want to show my appreciation to you guys and by just saying thank you because I love this podcast. It's my baby. I put a lot of work into it. I'm very thoughtful and the guests that I have on this show, I could have had probably three times the amount of guests that I have right now, but I've been being very selective on who I bring on the show because it'd be real easy for me to just bring, you know, having a podcast is much like being the kid in high school that throws a party. Everybody wants to hang out with the kid that throws a party, right? Everybody wants to go and party. So it's it's super easy to get all these cats that want to come on here. They want to talk. They want to talk, talk, talk about me, 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 their show, their podcast, you know, whatever else they have going on. They're just here to promote something, which, listen, do your thing, hustle. I got nothing against that. But on this show, I'm bringing authentic cats only. You got to bring value. You got to be real because I don't have time for anything else. And I don't want to put that out there for you guys. That's not me. You know, there's a hundred thousand other motherfuckers out there that are doing that. I don't need to be doing that. So today's episode, I bring coach JV on the top health mindset coach in the world. This guy is about as authentic as they come. I came across this dude on TikTok and been foam for months and the more i watched him i was like i gotta get this guy on the show so you know me that's what i did i got him on the show jv is you know he's a manifester he's a life coach he he's a trainer he's a you know he was a vice president for a bank for x amount of years so we dive into the mental the physical spiritual financial sectors of one's being and we spend quite a bit of time on the financial part being you know, the times that we're in, but also in particular, this quantum revolution that we're entering and blockchain technology and the role that blockchain technology plays. So we dive into that. For those of you who don't know blockchain or cryptocurrencies, this will kind of put you on. And for those of you who do know, this will give you a, a little, you know, something more to dig your teeth in. So I'm not going to waste any more talk, time talking because I've been talking too damn much. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, spark in the dark. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spark in the Dark. I got my main man here, Coach JV, the top health mindset coach in the world. JV, what's up, dude? I'm super excited to start this conversation with you. I've been following you for a couple months now. I actually found you on TikTok, and uh, I've started following you because I loved your TikToks. And then one of my boys, Elias, started sending me some of your Instagram videos. And then I started following you on Instagram and him and I, you know, we're big into 
the crypto scene. We're big into the health and mindset development manifestation thing. So it was just like, yo, this guy. And plus, you seem like a unique cat. Everything you like, the content you put out is very authentic. And I am a big proponent of authenticity, and especially in a world of just like copy and paste, commercial BS. You know, yeah. it's just uh, it's just great to to see somebody authentic. So I'm super happy to have you on the show. Um, why don't you give us a little rundown of, of you and what you're about, real quick, before we hop into this? Yeah, let's jump right into what you're talking about. Why I'm so authentic is uh, I'll, I'll back up 15 years ago. Uh, it's part of my whole story and journey. So I woke up from attempted suicide about 15 years ago. And what I killed was the un unauthentic person. I literally destroyed that guy who was living for the outside world, uh, cars, houses, all the stuff that I thought was going to make me a successful person or deemed a successful person. And kind of a massive ego death woke up from attempted suicide. And that, that goes into my whole crypto journey. Why we're here right now is I read a book called The Secret, which sounds so crazy. My mom recommended I read a book called The Secret. And I sat in my office, which ironically looked exactly like the office I'm in now. Uh, I was just in the wrong vehicle. I still was, I was in the fitness. I had a bodybuilding company. I was just in the wrong vehicle. That's all I was. I was same, same, same path, but wrong vehicle. And so I was looking and I'm like, holy shit, I created all this. And so I just started saying, I am like, who am I? And I kept, I couldn't identify, I'm like, who am I? And I didn't really know who I was. And so I killed John Vasquez and I became JV. I became a character and I started to speak into existence, my life. And I started to tell myself I was beautiful. I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. I'm abundant. All of a sudden I went from this crappy job to a job at the bank. Mind you, I have dyslexia. So it was really weird for me to get a job at a bank. Even my mom, when I called her, I'm like, mom, I'll get back on my feet. She's like, you're a banker. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And the weird thing was, is what I tell people the story all the time is every interview that I got when I moved up was we liked your energy. And I started to hear that over and over again. They're like, we, I don't know why, but we liked your energy. I was beating people that had college degrees moving to the next level. And they were like, we like your energy. And I wasn't catching on to that. Well, I moved up really fast in the executive ranks, um, became an ex uh, executive at a bank. And um, I was shocked I made it that fast. And so people kept asking me, well, well how did you do that? And I said, I, I just follow these patterns. I wake up before everybody else. I'd meditate. I'd pray. I'd do my affirmations. I'd do all this stuff. I'd show up early. I'd put in extra work when everybody was messing around. I was actually studying. And so I just became obsessed with self-development. Now, I have a very obsessive personality, right? I was an opiate addict. And so I, I go hardcore. When I did drugs, I did a lot of drugs. And so when I went into <laughs> manifestation, I mean, I'm all in. I'm one. I don't mess around. I go all in. So I got to be very careful which, which vehicle I'm in, right? And so I just started following these patterns. And then somebody asked me in 2013, I wrote a book about it so i wrote a book you must believe way of life it, you know i haven't really sold i'm just like i just wrote a book to figure out what i was doing and so i end up moving up in the executive ranks and i end up at executive banking school um, in south carolina um cba executive banking school and that's when i had my great awakening now i was listening to joe rogan podcast at that point diego sanchez i saw him on a video and then i he mentioned something about joe rogan and that's how my whole spiritual journey started and i started listening to joe rogan podcast and then that means you're woke right so <laughs> and then um i was in banking school and i'm with all these top level executives you know going through this banking school and i'm looking around and we're in this beautiful campus but nobody can see the beauty. And I'm like, why don't people see the beauty in this? Like there, it was built with, but, but it was Furman University. Um, I didn't go to Furman. We, we took over their campus, but the bricks, like people built them by hand a hundred years ago. And I'm like, why am I the only one that sees how beautiful so There was a gardener that would take care of this beautiful garden. I would talk to him and I'm like, there's something to this. Like all these people have all this money. We're all executives, but we can't see the beauty in life. 
And so I started to go a little bit deeper and I got this really sick feeling in my stomach that I wasn't supposed to be a banker. And I'm like, why am I a banker? Like what? But so the part that got me to crypto was while I was in banking school, we started to, we had to build a bank from the ground up in a simulation and we started, we had to fund the banks. Right. And I'm like, that's when my whole journey started in the, going behind the curtain, right? You can call it conspiracy or whatever. I was, I was looking at it and I'm like, okay, it was like the God conversation. Well, where does God come from? Who created God? It was like, where does the money come from? And I'm like, where does this, I kept asking, where does the money come from? They just print it. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. They're like, well, that's the way they always done it. I said, but just because somebody else did it that way doesn't mean it's right. And so I started, read the book, the, um, the Creatures of Jekyll Island, and then I started going really deep into the elites. Well, then I, me, my dick of personality, I go into this deep, deep rabbit hole of understanding. I'm like, now I'm in this banking system. I'm sitting there, and in my paradigm, it was a fraud. I'm like, I'm literally in a fraudulent system. And I started to understand, I started to watch people's behaviors within the bank and watching customers come in. And I saw that there's a bunch of sheep just walking in that were controlled by a system that they were taught to be workers just over broke, paying overdraft fees, being stuck in this debt cycle. And I'm like, this isn't right. This is almost criminal. And so I started to get really kind of bitter. And I'm like, what is, so then I started going through spiritual awakening. And I, I, I feel like I'm divinely directed, divinely protected and divinely guided. And so I just started feeling this, I got to leave banking. I have to leave banking. And so I just started to study the infrastructure of banking and how broken it was. You know, we have an old archaic system, the SWIFT system, how people come in and sit down and do a wire transfer and how, you know, our, we'd have a lot of wires that would go wrong. You need liquidity to move the wires across the rails. Um, and then I started to understand like fractional reserves, like banks don't have your money. <laughs> you, but you deposit a hundred dollars. They only have to keep $10. Then it's they take that $90. That's what that's wild. Like, cause so many people don't understand how the financial system works. And I saw this quote one time was when people find, and I'm, I'll paraphrase here cause I don't remember particularly off the top of my head, but they were, when people finally realize how the financial system works, they are going to be angry. You know what I mean? They're like, they're going to, the reason why we are kept from learning how it works is to keep us from like cutting their heads off essentially. 100%. Yep. 100%. Those who control the money, control the information, control the people. It's and just the, a fact. So, and that's one of the big things that I see with crypto, especially with like the new, like DeFi coming in and your, not only your ability to become your own banker and, and storing and controlling your own money, but then now you're able to start getting interest off of that money that you're investing like the bankers do where you're not getting 0.01% you're getting you're getting 5% 10% in some cases upwards of 20% on your money yes yes and and, and it's amazing right now like that this is in in the part about it if you're listening to this in interest in crypto we are a very small percentage of the population it's so interesting to me because when i was a bodybuilder it seemed like bodybuilding is the only thing that existed right but when i moved myself from bodybuilding i was like oh shit that's a weird industry right then, we're the only ones that are flexing and checking ours so no one else is doing exactly. that shit and i'm like okay that's weird and now i'm in the crypto space now crypto is the only thing that exists to me but i realized that they don't want us to know this. For example, JP Morgan, Jamie Dimon in 2017, when I was in banking, was saying that cryptocurrency is a fraud. As it's proven, he was investing in cryptocurrency overseas. They also were creating, do, do, do people really think that they just created the JPM coin? These things take a long time to build, right? Crypt, crypto, cryptography was uh, started to being um, uh, recognized by MIT in 1996. They were building cryptography, not cryptocurrency, but the crypto type cryptography, which became cryptocurrency, right? Another thing to think about too, is I get really fired up talking about this stuff. So in um, Bitcoin, there's been more money printed since the inception of Bitcoin. 
Doesn't that tell you something? So Bitcoin is inception in 2009, right? Bitcoin comes out by Satoshi Nakamoto. We don't even know who he is, right? Which is weird. Wild, bro. Wild that this guy created something that's going to go down as one of the great inventions next to fire, electricity, splitting the atom, and he just walked away anonymously. It's wild. Or there's another nerd. <laughs> we won't go down that rabbit hole, but, but, but think about that. So more money's been printed. And then let's back up to the financial crack. Cause I want to teach people economics, right? So let's think about the housing crash, right? I wasn't in banking. I was, I was going through my little drug addiction during the banking crash. When I, I went into banking after the crash, but I started to ask myself who, who, and who let that happen? <laughs> who got, what a government official federal reserve saw that people were getting loans. A stripper could walk into a bank and get five mortgages with no stated income. I mean, it's crazy. You could be a freaking uh, construction worker running your own business. You had, didn't have to show any income. You could get five mortgages at interest only. There was people that I was going to parties at these people's houses. I was a bodybuilder. I had a club promotion. I was doing all that stuff. And I was going to house parties of people that were, they, they were paying interest on a million dollar home. And I'm like, who allowed, they obviously allowed that to happen for a reason because that was the big collapse and it didn't collapse enough. It didn't go far enough into the, to the ecosystem. Right. So we went through this, you know, re reconstruction of the debt or whatever. They just kept printing, printing. And then the C word comes, right. The pandemic, we start looking this way at a narrative. And then all of a sudden there more money has been printed since the inception of the, I don't know if you can say it, but go ahead. Dude, the big thing and I, that I, one of the things I love that you talk about and I try to tell people is like, they are, they are creating something that you need to pay attention to, right? They, they create something that is an intention grabber and they are phenomenal. They have literally hundreds of years of experience of how to biohack the human brain, right? Like they've literally taken all of the humanism behavior uh, studies and they've biohacked it to trick our brains because they know what we're going to look at, right? They know what we're going to look at. So they use that, right? And this is where it comes real conspiracy, right? But anybody that anybody that reads history has to know, right? Like if if you're educated, like you know that this is what happens, right? So it's like over here something shiny, something shiny, we're over here doing this is what's really going on over here and you have no idea until it's too late and all the money is are either all the wealth is acquired all of the resources are acquired they've already done all of the damage and we were looking over here and then once we look back over here it's like oh gotcha 100 yeah you you nailed this problem reaction solution that's what the military does what narcissists do in a relationship they create a problem you look over here they create a reaction to the problem and then they say it's your fault. They're like, oh, wait, but I have, then they come up with a solution. Excuse me. I'm sorry. It's problem, reaction, solution. So that's what's happening right now. There's a massive problem that happened. Is it real? I don't know. Okay. I'm not going to get, I don't get into like, like I don't go too far, right? Too far. What I do is I'm trying, I'm trying to protect the warriors and bring money back to the people. That's all I care about. Right. Like you can, because you said it, you said they've been doing it forever. This is the art of war. It's been happening. It happened in Babylonian times. It happened. Who did they crucify? Jesus. He was spitting truth, right? He had to speak in parables. Jesus had to speak in parables. Why? Because the righteous people knew, knew he was right. And they had their ego. They were manipulating people. And so they killed him. And it's like, it's like, people are like, get all shocked. Like this is something new. That's why I don't get into, cons I got away from conspiracy. I'm like, this is just human behavior. Cain killed Abel. <laughs> right. Can't Abel, right? It's like, it, it's just human behavior. So it's like, I try to get people away. Like, 
I got caught up in that. I was like, dude, step away from it. How can you kick ass in life and bring money back to your family? Build generational wealth. This is the, this is it. The we, you and I will never have a time and everybody listening will never have a time like this in history again. My kids will not have anything like this in history. Like we are literally in historical, people are going to write about us. Yep. Yep. The people that, but it's, we're like, we're now the JP Morgans. We're now the, um, that, that's what I try to get people to grasp is we're like the, the, John D. Rockefellers. We're the we're literally the people. I, this is the way I picture it: is um, Henry Ford's making a car, and we're sitting at a bar. We're going, dude, this guy's making cars over here. We should get into gas and oil. And everybody's like, screw that. We're going to be in horse and buggy. No, nobody can afford those cars. And those people that got in gas and oil, are the people that control our media now. Yep, <laughs> dude. I it's, the industrial revolution was like a time where massive power and wealth was transferred. And people, I mean, think about your history class. You look back on that time period and people romanticized about it, hoping and waiting for that next opportunity. That opportunity is right here, right now. Yes. Like we are living in that opportunity right now. And nobody is going to tell you that we're in that opportunity because there, a lot of people operate in a fear mindset, right? A scarcity mindset. So it's like they don't want to share any of the pie because they don't think there's enough pie to go around. But the reality is that there's plenty of pie for everyone to get a piece. Yes. And that, that's what we teach too. It's like, for example, that's why I teach people, I'm like, forget about making money. Like, you got to change your mind because John D. Rockefeller was quoted saying, I want to, he created the education system in America, right? He was quoted saying, I want, um, I might be paraphrasing, but I want a society of workers, not educated people. Yeah. That's why we're in this position. Like, um, I'm teaching my daughter compounding interest. She's 16 years old. Like, she's sitting in math class going, why am I learning this stuff? I'm like, I'm going to teach you. I'm teaching her Bitcoin and how to invest in crypto, how to flip money, how to, I grew up not, we grew up middle class, but I didn't know about um, a compounding interest. I didn't know that there's a deflate, that our dollar is deflating. I didn't know that, uh, you know, that basically you can use debt as an instrument to get very, very wealthy. I, I knew you get a credit card, you go to school, you get a job, get your 401k, make sure you get health insurance, you know, right. you gotta, and it's just, it's a box we've been created and it's really uncomfortable. And I, I get it. I, I, I empathize with people. It is very uncomfortable for, imagine I, I was a drug, I, I, you know, I had, I had a successful company, got a drug addiction, committed suicide. And then in the, in the family's eyes, I'm successful now. I have a 535 IMDb, I had the 535 BMW, million dollar home, well not million dollar home, big ass home, right? I have all the stuff now and everybody's like, oh, he made it. But I was miserable as a banker because I was in the system and I could see it. So I had to break free out of this box. And now if you saw me three years ago, I look like a completely different person. I'm literally, I, I have passive income. I make money while I sleep. Like, and I, I literally show up when I want. I pick up my son and daughter when I want. I can do whatever I want. I can travel when I want. I can jump on podcasts when I want. And I'm like, I'm trying to teach people freedom. So I just want to let people know when you head into this realm, it's very uncomfortable. It's a lot of resistance because you're going against the grain. It's like pulling your ass on sandpaper. Yep. I yep. promise I promised there's some, there's some, there's some rash cream at the end of it. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's just, it's just very different. So, so you don't think it's too late to get in Bitcoin. So a lot, cause that's, that's the big thing right now. A lot of people are like, ah, they, they see that $50,000 mark. They've seen that it's gone up, uh, you know, I mean, just in the past three months, it's gone up almost 200%, let alone what it's gone up since March. And so people are like, ah, oh, it's too late. I want to invest in these other, you know, maybe Ethereum, maybe some of these, which I'm a big fan of Ethereum, but like they, they think like, oh, Bitcoin has grown too much. I need to get in these smaller, unproven, speculative cryptocurrencies. 
great question. So let's, yeah, let's talk about the speculative. So there's, there's a lot of bad actors. I think, I don't know how many, there's like thousands of cryptocurrencies. Yeah. There's very few that are actually real world fundamental solve cryptocurrencies, right? That's all I invest in is real. So what's going to happen is you have things like Ethereum, uh, VeChain, you have XLM, XRP, ADA, things that are going to change the world, the Flare network that's coming out, right? Um, these are things that like people, that's where the generational wealth is going to come from. Bitcoin is going to appreciate. I mean, you got Michael Saylor, MicroStrategies, and he just met with 10,000 CEOs convincing them. That's why Nikola Tesla moved 1.2 billion or Tesla, Nikola Tesla, sorry, Tesla, uh, uh, Elon Musk, they moved into Bitcoin, right? Now, it's not too early to get in because you, you can buy Satoshis, but where your biggest bang is going to come from when people flood into Bitcoin and see that 50,000, they're going to flood into alternative coins. And so, the, so it's, you know, the Bitcoin dominance will flow. So it goes into Bitcoin and Bitcoin dominance flows down into the altcoins. And that's when people become very, very wealthy is people who are in the alternative coins, like the XRPs, the XLM. Um, I, I'm, people think I'm an XRP maximalist. Like I, I love all cryptocurrencies. I think they're all real. If they have real world fundamental, like Dogecoin. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of young kids getting so that has zero, zero real world salt. Zero. I tell people I get that's after Bitcoin Doge is the next biggest thing that people message me about and i go listen if you want to gamble like go to the casino go roll dice don't do it with crypto there's way better there are way you know there are way better projects for you to invest your money into like if you're looking to invest doge is not an investment right right and so like for example my business for East buddies like get into Doge. so i so that that's the only coin i have in there in my portfolio that's not a real world solve fundamental like it went up 700 percent when i pull profits and i put it into real world fundamental right, right. it is just, so you're literally walking into you may as well just throw your money out on the streets i mean so so what i do want to talk so like people should understand tokenomics right so you understand the company and then understand who are the leaders of that of that token or coin or blockchain study the CEO study like for example I go into I go deep into who the CEO is who the marketing team is what are the I do Warren Buffett style investing in crypto right so he's not in crypto but I look at the fundamentals I look at the real world solve I actually vet the marketing team I look at how where they came from um, if you look at XRP's leadership team and then you look at their um, their actual board of directors where they came from it'll shock you it'll really really shock right. you XLM Jed McCaleb came from XRP look at his leadership team VeChain and so that's why, because people are really excited about making money, but that's not how you become wealthy. You become yeah. wealthy by knowing and understanding the company. And so I think it was um, Jim Rickards or Warren Buffett, I, I want to give him credit, but he said, if you came out of college and you only had 20 investments for the rest of your life, if you knew that and they would make you wealthy, you would, in, you would research the crap out of them. And that's what you should do. And then once you get involved, don't listen to your brother, or the barbershop or the guys doing bench press at the gym, <laughs> talking about Dogecoin. Because people FOMO in fear of missing out, they jump in and out of coins. That's how they become broke. It's like, oh, I went in, the price dropped, I I came, I got out. You get rich by buying fear, yep, and yep. getting out before euphoria. I was telling people just this last weekend how we had that, you know, big dip, right? It was like, it was like I don't even think it hit twenty percent, which I guess in traditional markets might be a lot, but in the crypto market, twenty is like nothing, right? So it's like volatility like volatility is something that you ha have to be prepared for in this market if you want to make money like if that volatility scares you then you're not going to be able to acquire the wealth that's gonna you're gonna get on the other side of this and i i was telling people this is the time to buy when it when it's red 
when 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 everything is red, that's when you buy. Buy the blood in the street, you know? And uh it but that's the opposite of most people's mindsets. And I back in 2017 is when I got invested in crypto. And I that's that's kind of what I did. I I got in and then I'd see a coin pump and I'd chase the pump and I just kept I ended up losing money in that process by doing that. And then finally I was like, yo, I'm just gonna hodl. I'm just gonna keep it in there. Then the crash came and I was like, well, I mean, I was here for the long haul anyway, so let's just let's just sit here and wait and let it do its thing. And then in that process over the bear market, you know, over the past two years, three years, it was, I got smarter and was like, okay, I'm going to just reinvest. I'm going to let shit wait. And then the next bull run that comes, I'll, I'll have markers where like, when I get get to this point, I'm going to pull a fraction of my profits out. And then when we get to a little higher point, I'm going to take a little bit more out. And I DC, like you DCA in, I'm DCAing out as well as the market overheats. And I had a plan this time. That way I didn't let my emotions get into play because a lot of times our emotions, you know what I mean? We can be a slave to our emotions. And so if you set a plan ahead of time, that was one of the biggest things that has really set me apart in this bull run than the last bull run was I came in with a plan and stuck to it. So I think a lot of people out there, um, just having a plan will just, you'll make so much money and you'll make, honestly, you don't even, your plan, most people's plan should be invest and sit, right? Right. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And you brought up, we actually talked about this yesterday with CryptoCino. It was like, like, like that's how you're going to get wrecked if you don't have a plan. You've got to be non-emotional. You literally have to be non-emotional. Like we have a discord with 700 people and it's like, I tell people on the discord, do like, just listen, absorb, share feedback, but don't make decisions based on what somebody says. Like you have to, like, for example, if, if XRP goes to seven to $10, I'm pulling 10 to 15%. Why are you so bullish on XRP? If you don't mind me asking, cause I, yeah, I know you love yeah. XRP and I, and I, and a couple of my friends are huge in XRP. I personally am skeptical of xrp um i know that their backing is very impressive and i know their speeds are very impressive but one of my um one of my i guess hesitations to investing in xrp is the ceos um are always dumping a lot of their coins onto the market and you're always seeing almost like uh these pump and dump type operations that are happening with XRP. Now, I don't know, maybe that's just the community, whatnot, but I personally am a bit hesitant to invest in XRP. Yeah, so that's an intro I love. So the reason, let's talk about the fundamentals of XRP. And let's talk about XLM too, like both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm an ex-banker. Now a lot of people in the Bitcoin space would probably murder me for talking like this, but I, the, the, you, know, you gotta th- understand too, the narrative that's happening right now. So you gotta think about it. XRP is the only coin that met with the SEC every single month. So they, they have deep, deep connections to the government regulations, right? They're, they're part of ushering in regulation, in my opinion, right? So you have Gary Glenser, who's now taken over the SEC, who taught cryptocurrency at MIT, right? So this, like, like the way I explain it is, you know, I run multiple small businesses and we made decisions three years ago that, that people will never hear about that we're dealing with right now, right? So there's things that happen behind the scenes. So the way I look at XRP is the the real world fundamental solve, the liquidity is massive. Now banks are in what's called a liquidity crisis right now, right? So we're in the, you need on-demand liquidity. So the problem is you brought- What is liquidity? liquidity? Oh, great question. So liquidity is basically the ability to move money. So for example, 
the banks have to have capital reserves. The bank has to have enough money on the books, right, to be able to lend properly, to stay within regulation. Well, a couple things have happened last year. So we're going to, this will kind of go into my look around the banking. Um, and I'm not only an XRP. That's uh, my two biggest holdings are XRP, XLM, and BeChain. And then I have quite a bit of, of a lot of other cryptocurrencies. But um, so last year, the, the government allowed American banks to start tapping into their capital reserves. So that's crazy. They, they're allowed to tap into their capital reserves and we have what's called fractional uh, reserves. They only have to have a fraction of your money in the bank. So if you had $10 million and you walked in the bank and said, give me my $10 million, they don't have it. They don't have your $10 million. They've literally lent that out over and over and over again. So imagine you walk in, you deposit a hundred. I come in and I borrow money from the bank and they give me $90 of your money. And then I take that, I deposit it in my bank because then my bank takes 10% of that money. They would take $9 and then they lend that out to Bobby. And then it just, that money, your money got lent out like nine times over. Right. And it's, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's basically a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> and so what XRP does, so this is, and I'll explain it from a marketing perspective. If I'm walking into a bank, so you're a bank and I walk and I say, all right, check this out, man. So Dan, what we're going to do is we are going to actually solve all your problems right now. You're in a liquidity crisis, right? You're, you're, cause there, there's bank repos and I could go down that it would take forever, but um, basically banks need liquidity. So they need to be able to move money across rails quickly and efficiently. So banks need to become customer service based and then they're going to feed the living crap out of us. So banks, they're going to, they want to custody your crypto because they want to fee you for that. And I would rather have my, my crypto custody at a bank because what if something, what if you lose, if you lose your keys, you're screwed. <laughs> I mean, you're done. Like that's, there's the safety and security to some sort of regulation, right? That kind of goes against the, the traditional crypto diehards though, right? It, it does 100%. I get, I get torn apart about this, but I'm just, I'm kind of going with both sides, right? I understand the decentralized, I'm all about decentralized finance because I'm against the banking system. What I'm talking about is what the banks have to do, right? In order for them to stay on board, because if they come out with a CBDC, central bank digital currency, that moves you and I closer to the central bank. Okay, so that's 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 not involved with the commercial banks, right? A CBDC, a central bank digital dollar, is very different from a fiat dollar, government issued currency. So they're both one's a paper dollar, picture paper, and then a digital currency. A digital currency, I'm going all over the place, but a digital currency within an account given by the Federal Reserve to you is like your stimulus check. They can actually deflate that in your account. It makes you stimulate the economy. That's the difference between a paper dollar and a digital dollar. They call it a dollar, but it's very different. So with negative interest rates, they can give you a $1,400 stimulus check. And next month, if you don't use it, they can take $100 away. And that forces you to go stimulate the economy. That's how they stimulate the economy. Okay. They give you fake, fake helicopter money. They put it in your account with a digital and they can control your money. And so you, it forces you to go spend it, right? So a bank, they're literally going to have to get on board this crypto game. They're going to have to, and they're going to have to feed the living crap out of us to stay on board, right? So if I walk in as a marketer and I'm like, hey, listen, I'm going to sit in the background. I'm going to actually move money at the speed of light for you. So your customers can move money at the speed of light. It's going to cost them hardly anything, right? So that's a draw. It's called a loss leader, right? So I draw you into my bank and then I sell you loans and, and auto loans and my investment platform. Does that make sense? Yeah. You, that'll be their, I, I feel like that's going to be their loss leader now to bring them in. Um, but also it solves a real world problem uh, is the whole World Economic Forum conspiracy thing is, is cross-border payments bringing the world closer together. So the internet is going to get faster, more broad in the world. And so basically I feel like I'm investing in the new infrastructure of moving money across the world. Um, now XLM does the same thing. XLM kind of a similar thing, right? Yeah. You have Algorand, you have JPM, JPM coin, um, similar protocols, things like that. So um, I think I just got, I got caught up in, in, in um, 
I love it. I, I love what it does, man. I have so much deep knowledge on what it does. Now, in regards to what the CEOs are doing, that happens everywhere, man. People are just like, like the Jed McCaleb thing. People are like, why is he dumping his coin? Who knows, man? Maybe he's, maybe he's putting more money into XLM. Maybe he's buying into a new project. Like for example, I sold off a bunch of my Bitcoin and I invested into a startup company. And people were like, nobody knew what I was doing, like, you know, outside of my warrior community, but be like, why did you sell off your Bitcoin? Well, I threw a Hail Mary and I invested in a startup company. Right, I believe right. in it. Right? And I believe it's a long-term fundamental real world solve Nikola Tesla type energy. Um, hopefully that made sense. But I'm also like, I have, I'm also bullish on a ton of cryptos, like, you know, ADA, Cosmos. Um, there's a lot of the crypto. So I'm not just like an X. I, I talk a lot about XRP because I know a lot about banking. I think that's where I get pigeonholed in there right, because right. I do know a lot about banking. So, uh, so to you, XRP solves a lot of the banking issues that we're, we deal with or that we're not even aware that we deal with. Correct. Yeah. They solve the liquidity issue. That's basically, if we just want to go simple, they solve the liquidity issue that banks are struggling with. So banks right now, that's why J, JPM's a beast, man. They're, they're just, they're one of the biggest. And Bank of America, so the, oh, another move too. I follow Warren Buffett heavily. And so Warren Buffett, we have to think about this. Warren Buffett closed out almost all of his bank stocks, Bank of, uh, Wells Fargo, Chase, but he increased his position in Bank of America by 10%. That, that's crazy. He went almost to the max that he could invest in Bank of America. Bank of America is connected to Ripple, right? So Ripple, also um, the thing he went into gold mining. So he's backing out of fiat, right? right? And into stores of value. But why did he go 10% into Bank of America? So we have to wonder, now Bank of America and JP Morgan are powerhouses in the world. JP Morgan, Bank of America is one of the largest banks in the world. Um, and so there's this whole, and then there's this battle between, you know, like the, the Bitcoin and then the XRP, which Brad Garlinghouse is on the um, the crypto committee for the world economic. I, I literally study the world economic forum inside and out this uh, klaus schwab i highly recommend people study him um, in 1971 january 1971 he created the world economic forum and ironically august 1971 we detached from the gold standard and that's when the whole that that's when everything changed for me. yeah that's when it became a debt-based society they just started printing money to me they started planning in 1971 for the moment we're in right now hmm. that i really believe that and i and i i show you different events that have happened that's the long game that these guys you know these elites are willing to play that we can't you know a lot of us everyday folks can't wrap our mind around it's like they're they are always five moves ahead always and always. sometimes that five moves like you said is a span of 40 years 50 years yeah and that's the art of war i mean that's that's you know in war you're five steps ahead you're always yep. focused on the next test move like if you're if you're focused on right like uh, you're a wrestler i mean it's like you're thinking about like there's things that happen you're already in your head you've been you're you've been you've done things so repetitively that you already know what's going to happen if you make this move yeah like the ufc fighter they practice this boom boom it's predictive programming right and so that's basically and they and they got us ready for this too like we're all just used to this it's like it's normal right we're all wearing the mask and stuff and this is all normal to us now, right? They got us used to doing Zooms now. They got us used to not being in physical contact, you know, so. So what are you, so when you're, um, so I guess just to kind of put a bow on some things. So the liquidity, what liquidity is, is essentially the actual asset, right? Having the availability to the actual asset. 
Correct. To be able to move it. So for example, like, uh, let, let me be more specific. So if I walked in to send you a wire, you're, you're in Florida, I'm in Arizona. So if I want to send you a $10 million wire, we're going to buy a property in Florida and I'm sending you $10 million. What happens now is I walk into a bank, I sit down with a banker, they got to fill out the wire form. They got to get approved from a manager. It goes up and through the SWIFT system through, so say you're in Germany, goes up and through a currency, up through the federal reserve, back down to Germany, right? During that time, there's risk to that. The bank has to have that on demand liquidity to be able to manage that money to move across the banking rails, right? Once it gets to Germany, what if the exchange rate changed or I put something in correctly right. and that $10 million wire has a $30,000 discrepancy, the bank is going to eat that because it's our mistake, right? So imagine now I walk in and you're in Germany. It's like, boom, I sit with a banker. I just hit a button. It's gone 10 seconds, uh, three seconds. It's over there and we paid 30 cents for that transaction. So now you're super happy as a customer. You may do your auto loan with me. You may do your investments with me. Um, and I, I believe banks are going to get involved in crypto investment. They're going to see crypto investment bankers, things like that. So, so there's a, um, uh, one of the things is I, I always hear from people that are skeptical on crypto, Bitcoin in particular, is like it has no real world value. And it's like, why would we, why would we, you know, it has no real world value. Like, why, why would I invest in it? Like, why would we use that? Why wouldn't I continue using the dollar? And I know we've kind of hit on some topics about like the dollars deflating, right? All of this printing that's going on. But one of the things, and maybe you could speak on this uh, more clearly, is it's already happened. It's already being used in third world countries, poverty stricken countries. And I always tell people us here in the Western world in the United States and other first world countries, we're going to be the last ones to really fully understand its utility because we have a stable government. We have a stable economy, but for these war torn countries, just to do the cross border payments, you know, the exchange rate may be astronomically different. And Bitcoin, what that does is immediately stabilizes everything. And for places that don't have stabilization, that's like game changing. Correct. Yes, 100%. And the, the, you're, you got it. You nailed it. And it's like, we, we like Jerome Powell was just in the, um, it's, it's crazy. Like, think about this. People watch, uh, well, billions of people watch the WAP video, right? The WAP, the WAP video. But the Jerome Powell's addressing, you know, he's in the hearing yesterday and there's only 790 people in the world watching. I was one of the nerds watching it. I'm literally writing notes and it's just like that. That's how programmed we are. We're watching TikTok, WAP videos, right? And so what, what think about what the billionaires are doing right now. They're putting their money into Bitcoin because it's like, so for example, this is a piece of gold. Imagine this is a piece of gold. Like rich people buy gold because it holds value, right? Yeah, you can't walk into a gas station and buy your gas with it but it's also something that's appreciating, right? And so we've been taught just to hold on to this dollar that means nothing. It, right, it's right. literally depreciated by 90%. It only has value because you believe that it has value. And Jerome Powell yesterday, you gotta watch YouTube. Jerome Powell said, he goes, what makes our, our this guy was push pressing on him. He goes, what makes our currency value? And you gotta listen to what, I, I slow the videos down. I listen to what they say that I watch their voice inflection. He goes, well, just because people think it's value. That's what he said that. And I'm like, done like i literally broke the code like that goes and and that kind of transfers over into uh manifesting right like the power of the mind right like that's how you create your own reality in this case they're using our ability to manifest to create value for something that's giving them power over us 
Uh, yeah, and, and this is benefiting them, the, the stimulus, because it's a cantalone effect, right? That's called conspiracy. But the cantalone effect is basically the stimulus hits them first, and the richest people in the world get access to it first. They invest it. Mm-hmm. So, what, so, so what question you want to ask yourself as a consumer, why is our stock market so high, so high when our economy is in, in turmoil? Our GDP is worse than the Great Depression. That's gross domestic product. So the, the Warren Buffett indicator says it's extremely overvalued right now. So you have the stock market that's extremely overvalued. So, well, the stock market, they always measure it on. This guy pressed on him. It was awesome. He's like, this makes it's fantasy economics, what we're dealing with. But what they're doing is they're keeping you satisfied as they're moving over to a new infrastructure, a new banking system. Right. And they keep giving. And then as they they get the money first. Right. They get to invest into assets. Then we get our next stimulus check, right? But by the time the money gets to us, it's less valuable. Less valuable and the and inflation's gone up. Now your bread costs more. Right. Your milk costs more. It's it's just and it's a debt cycle that we're stuck in, right? You can't pay your debt, and then you. It, it's funny they collect on a debt, but they don't. That's, they don't even have the money. It's wild. It's right. this wild system, but and it's so hard to break free because what's happening is. We take advice from our parents, our grandparents who grew up in the beeper system. I mean, we had beepers. I had a beeper. You know, it's like you can't take advice from somebody about finances that's carrying a beeper still. Like, does that make sense? You have to do you have to do your own research here because we're entering a whole new world. We're entering a world where that's we're in a new frontier that nobody's explored yet. So it's really hard to take advice. You can look and take strategies from people who have um, conquered unknown territories in the past and you can use those tactics or mindsets but like you've got to be willing to do the work right now or you're going to get left behind and that's the thing that i'm trying to share with people that's obviously what you're trying to do and i hope that's something that we do here is like yo you guys look at the richest people in the world like you said they're investing in assets bill gate just bought what is it 30 percent of all the farmland in the united states Yes, he's a number one farm owner. And also he he his company invests in Ripple. <laughs> so right. I'm not going back to XRP, but it's like so, but also too, you're right. So the six hundred and thirty-four richest people in the world during the pandemic became much wealthier. They became way wealthier than they've ever become before. During the pandemic, we printed more money than we've ever printed in history. Like these are things you have to listen to. And then also listen to the Bitcoin narrative. You're going to hear Janet Yellen is saying it's 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 uh, fraudulent. Um, You got uh, Christine Lagarde, the European Union. You got to watch Christine Lagarde. She's powerful, powerful, powerful. So you got to watch the European Union. They own a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. European Union. She says that it's it's illicit activity. They're pushing you away from it. They want you to look away at a WAP video as they're like, come on, guys stack our bags, stack our bags, and then they're going to drop the hammer on us, move us all to a CBDC, and then you're going to get used to You're not even going to notice. You're going to be using a, a thing, and then they're going to be like, hey, guys, actually, we figured it out. It's all stable now. It's great. And then the price appreciation is so high because they're the wealthiest people in the world. And then they're going to they're gonna start manipulating. It's done now, but they're going to start manipulating the crypto market just like they do the stock market. The stock market's manipulated, right? That's why it's so high right now right, because right. of the printing of the money. And so I always tell people, if you know the game, you can't be played. That's why you got to do the opposite of everybody else. When everybody, when there's blood in the streets and everybody's freaking out, get on your surfboard and write it down. Just write, I get on my surfboard, I write it down with my warriors. And we're like, all right, guys, accumulate. And so when everybody's freaking yep. out, we accumulate. When everybody gets really, that's what we talked about on our, our um, I interviewed this guy, Crypto Cito, he's an expert in crypto yesterday. Cause I'm, I'm not saying I'm an expert. I just, I'm just a real dude that's like, hey, listen, this is what I know. Yeah. Let's learn together, right? And so as it goes up, when people get really excited, that's when you might want to step out. You, you, I wanted to go back to that. You're t- the, that is the most powerful advice I've heard is like, you have to have an exit strategy. 
don't blindly go into this or you'll get a really bad taste because you'll get wrecked. Because what's going to happen is like, for example, my portfolio, I mean, this is a generational wealth portfolio I've been building. It's going to explode. I could get really greedy and be like, it's going to get about, it's going to get a couple million more, 10,000, whatever. It could be 10 bucks more, right? You're, you're never going to time the top. You're never, never, time the bottom. never. That's dude. I'm glad you said that. Anybody that's listening to this, it is a fool's errand to try and time the top or time the bottom either in either direction, depending on what you're doing, right? You are not going to be able to do it. You can't, if you do, it's like one in a billion chance and you got lucky as hell. And so it's a fool's errand because you're good in 2017. I know a lot of people that made a shit ton of money. And they watched it all go down to nothing because they didn't have a plan. They didn't have an exit strategy. Yes. And don't, and that is like you said, it's like a swift punch to the gut that like that. And it's like, it never, it doesn't leave that feeling. It's not like when you actually get punched in a couple minutes, that pain goes away. It stays with you for a long time. And, and it's like, you just gotta be, you just got, you gotta be stoic. You gotta be like a horse, put your blinders on. And I mean, I tell my warriors that like in our discord, I'm not really much in our discord. I have a technical analysis team in there and stuff because uh, I get caught up in that. Like I heard some piece, people send me thousands of pieces of content all day. And they're like, did you hear this? Did you hear this? I just put my blinders on. I go deep into fundamentals. I'm like, okay, just because of the SEC lawsuit, right? That that's good for all of crypto because it's going to bring in clarity. Once right. We right. Have clarity. You're going to see price because what the people want, the sheep will want is they want the government to tell them that it's okay. And once the government tells them it's okay, we put in regulations, we're protecting right. you. Right. Then that's when we get rich because demand comes right. Once we get demand, but once it starts to go boom this year, you got to have an exit strategy. Then what you do is, well, I just learned yesterday. I was going to pull into fiat, but he gave me uh, some advice. He said, pull into a stable coin like DAI, right? And then you can take that money and put it into staking while the bear market hits for a bit. You're making 16% interest on yes. your couple million bucks. You're making a shitload of money. Chill. Watch everybody freak out. And then once it bottoms out, then buy back in. And then I made more money in the bear market. I, I made all my money in the bear market, just scalping. I was going up and down. And right now I'm learning leverage trading. Um, and very Same. Like I, I don't teach anything until I know it to the T. And so yeah. I'm starting to teach my warriors a little bit. But you can get really, really wealthy doing this. <laughs> I uh, The stable coin, I'm glad you brought that up, about being able. That is a, a strategy that a lot of people should look into. Is like you don't want to just pull your money out into fiat, right? Because we're trying to get out of fiat, right? Cause that's not where the money is. But if you keep it in a stable coin, which doesn't go up or go down, right? You could, that's where you can keep your profit and you can go to these different sites. Like what is it? Uh, I know Blockify is one of them. I know Celsius is another one. Um, was it compound is another one, uh, Ave there's a, and th these are ones that have exploded, right? Recently they've exploded because smart people are taking their money into the stable coin, putting it over into these uh, DeFi cryptos and just accumulating. And then when it dips down, they take it over that. So not only did they make the money from the pump, when it dipped, they put it over, got the interest on top of whatever the exponential growth was. So it was like compound interest on compound interest that you're bringing over. Yes. And that's what the rich people do. That's how people get really, really rich. You're just where we want to teach people how to stop being just over broke. Like, yeah. like when you get your paycheck, I, so what I did is when, when our business got shut down, I literally, people be like, Oh, you gotta, I paid myself first. Screw my bills. I paid myself first. And what that did is it cut out all frivolous spending. 
I lived off $100 a week when they shut our business down. I literally, I was flipping vacuums. I was doing whatever I could. I just went through a divorce, you know, assets separated, blah, blah, blah. I could have bitched and complained about it. I said, no, she's a great person. We're good people. We're parents. Let's go. Let's roll. Yeah. And I said, one year, one year of crazy discipline. It changed my whole financial future. I didn't mess around. I mean, I haven't dated. I haven't done it. I mean, now it's starting now. I'll tell, I just want to encourage people one year. I will never have financial worries the rest of my life. One year, one year of just crazy discipline. And I finally broke free from that paradigm, that thinking paradigm of, oh, like we have to chase this thing. You have everything you need already. Once you realize that you're abundant, once you realize, we realized when we lost everything again, I was like, no, God, I have everything I need. I don't need anything. Then all of a sudden <laughs> everything came. And then you make non, you make them good sound decisions you're not chasing i'm not chasing money money chases me now. Right. it's crazy it's a weird place to be it took me 15 years to figure this out 14 years to figure it out i'm like money literally chases me i'll wake up in the middle of the night it's passive income i'm like oh wow that's wonderful and like what everybody wakes up to go to their they get clock in okay if i'm clocked in i'm gonna make this much money like my lunch break i gotta clock out that's not how you're supposed to live right right you're not supposed to live that way no, no. not at all so what is so here's a what are some of the projects? So I know I heard you talking about you dig into the white papers, you dig into the fundamentals, the real world solve, like, does this actually solve something in the real world and or and or the crypto world, which then will solve something into the real world? What are some of those projects that you think are, are there? I, I know you talked about XRP, Cardano, yeah, Stellar, XLM. Yep. So let's take out the banker coins. Let's go into some real cool shit. So like engine, excuse my language, sorry, but engine, engine, yes. engine coin, engine, 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 engine. So the D, um, the, the NFTs, uh, non-fungible token. This is going to blow people's minds. I, I don't think people understand this. Sorry to interrupt, but I think I, NFTs are super interesting and I'm, I, so continue. It's insane. It's, I, I just really started to understand it. Cause so I was sitting there with my, my son had his iPad and he's playing, um, Minecraft and I'm like watching this. I'm really control what he does. And, and it's cause I'm programming subconscious mind and my daughter loves post Malone. Right. And so I'm like, so I'm watching, watch kids and they'll tell you where, how to get rich. So my son is building this thing and I start studying engine and I'm like, engine is basically a gaming token that is tokenized gaming. So a gamer, I, I don't play games, but, uh, but I, now I understand them very deeply. I study them basically, you know, if you're in a, um, it's a game, I'm trying to think of the, the fighting, the shooting game or whatever. We're, uh, that sounds silly. I don't know. Call of duty. But, Call of Duty. Call of Duty's one Warzone. Okay, you go into Call of Duty and you create a weapon within Call of Duty. You can take that weapon, take it out of the game into the open marketplace, and if your weapon's kicking ass, you can sell that weapon for currency. You can make money. You can game. You can. You basically. Uh, uh, because you can make it a, um, a, a earning platform and you can move, yeah. eventually you'll be able to move that skin into another game. So they're, they're connecting gaming and, and then you go into Decentraline like Mana. I just, I'm starting dollar cost average into Mana Decentraline. You literally, so eventually we're going to be buying real estate in the virtual world. And I highly recommend people start investing in real estate in the virtual world, yeah. going into Mana Decentraland and start buying coins and getting into real estate in the virtual world that ready player one is so my business partner watch player ready one if you're listening to this i it's one it's a cool movie but two it is literally showing you where we're going 100 100 and i did a, a youtube video on it i break it down i show like they're delivering 
pizza pizza pizza, uh, pizza with a drone and it shows you like people are on on their headsets moving around it literally shows you exact that's this we're going to be the and then there's oh there's there's a lot of cool stuff in that movie because uh, i slow movies down to 25 percent and i actually write notes and so oh damn my business partner is futuristic i'm historical we bring our brains together um watch go watch back to the future over and over again it'll predict some stuff for you and then the flare network keeps showing back to the future by the way but um i digress so engine coin is a, a amazing project it's going to appreciate dramatically not a financial advisor not financial right but heavily in engine um snx is a D, uh, DeFi project that's huge that's coming up now decentralized finance is going to be huge guys like it's going to be massive you literally become your own bank it's wild you can take your currency and you basically go to the to the decentralized finance company and you give them your money and they become the intermediary they go lend it to you at a higher interest rate and you're just making interest you're just making tons of money off your money. That that's true, true wealth when you can just make your money make money, right? Um, so engine, I got really excited about that. <laughs> engine, you got uh, B chain. I'm a bullish, bullish, bullish on B chain. I've studied B chain at a deep level. It I don't think it's gonna have massive price appreciation this year, but the CEO has traveled I think 276 days this last year promoting his company, and also he's uh, linked with Walmart or uh, McDonald's for food safety. Walmart, Shanghai already ran their test on VeChain. Um, somebody told me Louis Vuitton. I, I haven't verified that, but Nike, H&M, large companies are working with VeChain for uh, clarity around uh, fraud protection, food safety. So where are we heading to, right? COVID tracking, things like that. So I think they're, they're linked with COVID tracking. So supply chain management. When the money starts to move at the speed of light, supply chain has to move at the speed of light. So to me, VeChain is going to, to have that real world solve as well. So VeChain, Engine, so ENJ, um, I talked about ADA. Cardano is going to be massive. Um, you got Polkadot. Polkadot is, um, the, they call it the Ethereum killer. Um, Polkadot, I started dollar cost averaging into Polkadot. I got into Dot. I'm a big fan of Polkadot. I got into Dot at, uh, I got into Dot at four fifty, and then, and then again at $10. Nice. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, one question I do want to address is people are like, is it too late? No, it's not too late. No. Some of these things are, I mean, it's not too late. Like SNX, I got in, it's at 21 bucks. I'm still buying into SNX. Like, this is like, think about buying into Amazon when it was at 20 bucks. Like, you got to think about like, like, it's not too late, guys. Every, you got to stop thinking about, you got to stop thinking about a quick buck. Got it. And that's what a lot of people are thinking. It's like, yo, you got to think about like, what is that buck going to be in five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now? And, and surround yourself with good people too. I think that's why I created the, the community because it's like, it's, um, cause you get really caught up and, you know, also too, like, find some good YouTubers that really give you like some of the, my favorite are a uh, blockchain backer. I love the bearable boy. I just love him. He's freaking hilarious. Um, you got Kevin cage, Kevin cage to me is one of the best. He's freaking badass. Um, you got a uh, blockchain backer is amazing. DIY investing. Uh, it's a really, really good YouTuber. My YouTube channel. I've done, I'm a lot of XRP. So people get a little frustrated with it, but, um, I also understand I have the banking knowledge, which helps people a lot. Cause I yeah. understand banking. I understand, I understand economics and now I'm getting taught tokenomics. And so when you bring economics and tokenomics, you become a beast, man. Hell yeah. Um, I wanted, so I know we're getting close on time here. I wanted to, I, I would be remiss if I didn't, um, bring up some of the, positive health mindset stuff that, which we've kind of talked about, um, in the crypto space already, but I saw one of your posts that really blew my mind with where you had a bag of water 
right? And you talked about the you talked about the study. I think you were talking about the study. There it is, bro. There it is. You talked about yes. So you talked about the study where you talked like you could t literally say positive things. They did a study where you had one group of water, another group of water. You said positive things to the one, negative things to the other. And after like 30 days, I think it was the ne the negative one was like polluted, like foul water. Another one was like still drinkable, pure water. And then you took your beats with like these positive affirmations and put them on the water. So you were sending this like positive high frequency into the water and then you drank the water. And that just freaking blew my mind, bro. He has the, he had, what was it, a TikTok? I think it was a TikTok, maybe an IG post. Check his account. It was awesome. Please, please dive into that. Cause it just, I was just like, holy shit. I didn't even think about this. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're 80, I think it's 75, 80% water, right? And everything, everything starts and ends with water, right? It's all, it's our life force. Well, I can't take, I got a, the water priestess. You'll see her on my TikTok or on my, on my Instagram page. So we, we were looking for the four elements in our company, right? So I'll, let me go to manifestation. So I've been doing manifestation for a long time, but you know, I would get this resistance and I would succeed and I would fall back. And I'm like, no, I'm done with this goddamn resistance i'm done i need to break this well i got into the nikola tesla theory and it exploded for me so i started i'll walk you through my whole day so at night i do uh i play i am money magnet so it's um growing forever youtube channel so at night in my house my my kids and i listen to at an ambient because when you go to bed you're going from theta to beta or beta to theta your mind is in pure subconscious has no resistance so whatever you're listening to at night is actually going to be absorbed so i started listening to i am money magnet and then when I woke up, I'd have, I put my headphones on 432HZ. I do my I'm affirmations while I'm going to the bathroom. We all go pee when you wake up. So I do my I'm affirmations while I'm on the toilet. And then when I come to work at 7 a.m., I write down three times my exact. So it's I, 1 million a month in income. I say 1 million a month in income, 1 million a month in income. And then I hold it for 17 seconds. I connect my heart and mind together with Dr. Joe Dispenza. And then I release it, let it go. Then we go to noon, I do the exact same thing six times. Then I do the exact same thing at nine o'clock. And then we took it to another level. We started coding our, so we met the water priestess. We went to, I went to speak to about crypto at a water ceremony. She taught us about the water coding, that the water coding. And so I started putting my headphones on my water. So now the water that I drink, so we were programming our water by speaking, like, you know, you pray in your food. Thank you so much for the abundance. Thank you. So my ours is about freedom. And then I drink the water and I feel it as it goes in my body. And now I've been coding and my plant medicines, everything I code with my music now. So I, I code everything. So I literally, my whole, I, I feel like I'm a video game. Like right, right. That's, why I, that's why I say I am the top health and mindset coach of the world because in my paradigm, I am, I really am. And so, and ever since I've been saying that on my podcast, my podcast went, and people are like, so one person's like, well, is there a ranking? I'm like, yeah right here <laughs> I'm like, and so it's it's wild though and it's like people it people could say it's pine but it works i'm telling you my life um the first the first nikola tesla series that i did i i hit it i hit the financial and it's just so people know it, it's not a, it's about freedom to me it has nothing to do with money right in these cars because i've i had that before and um it's i was gonna i was just gonna ask you what is the significance for the three six and nine Oh, great. So that's the Nikola Tesla theory. So God, so the Fibonacci sequence, so it's, I, I'm a believer in God. I'm, I'm non-religious. I just love life of Jesus and God. I think we're all one consciousness. 
I, I love you, whatever you believe. But uh, <laughs> so 369 is God's fingerprint. It's a Fibonacci sequence. And actually, the crazy thing is the Fibonacci sequence is, is a way you can track crypto as well, which is pretty cool. Um, so 369, it's, it's divisible. Everything's divisible by 369. It shows up in everything. It shows up in the flowers and the way the bees do their honeycombs. It shows up in nature. It's, it's technology. It's science. It's God's fingerprint. And so Nikola Tesla came up with that type of energy that nobody would have to pay for energy. That's why they made him look crazy. And so now, ironically, the company that I just invested in um, is bringing back Nikola Tesla energy. So I'm all about that. I'm willing to throw a Hail Mary even if it fails. I'm like, I, I'm so, I believe so much in God's consciousness and that we're one and the energy of our body. And, and the way that I feel is, is remarkable. Like, I feel like I'm in heaven on earth. I'm happy all the time. I mean, I have shitty days, but I'm pretty damn happy all the time. Like, for example, people are like, what if your cryptocurrency goes to zero? I'd still be happy. Like, that's why I have money <laughs> because I have everything I need. But it took me a long time to figure it out because I was things happened to me as a kid. I had all this resistance and I finally broke free from that. Because I believe we're here to literally change the generation. I believe we're here to shift the generation. And so like So this we're in a shift right now. Yeah, yeah. That's why all this craziness is happening in the world. We are starting to wake up. Uh, we, the people, are starting to wake up, and we are like having a, we're having a paradigm shift, you know. And in the process of creating the mo momentum to shift, chaos ensues. Yes, yes, it does. It does, and it's so. This, you know, this is the, you know, the the hippie people call me, you know, the 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 whatever. It's like, and so that's the thing. I smile. You see me smile a lot because I get a lot of. So, for example, my whole TikTok's been shadow banned. Like, I I, I don't hit the forty page, and I'm cool with it. People are like, doesn't it bother you? I'm like, no. Like, what the TikTok isn't my identity. Like, right. it's cool. It's 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 fun. It's like if my podcast went away and they shut down all my stuff. I'm still going to be this. I'll be sitting here. If you want to come see me, come see me. I'm still going to be happy and chill. And like nothing changes in my life. But I'll tell you what, I want to give a quick story about my, my son and daughter. Like there. So I play that every single night. Um, so my son, at first, he would, he just started saying stuff like this. He's five because they're pure subconscious up until eight. Right. And so he would say stuff. Um, I'll do the story quickly. But he, he would go, I'm a multimillionaire to his sisters. And then all of a sudden he would say, I'm a multi-trillion or multi-billionaire. And then all of a sudden he starts saying, I'm a multi-trillionaire. And just recently when he argues with them, he goes, I'm a multi-infinity air. And we don't talk about that. Like, we don't say that. But where did he pick that up? The subconscious mind. It plays in my house every single night. He feel, He's, like, so abundant. He gets around and my daughter's so abundant. She's just, like, people, like, she looks so, like, positive. I'm like, I'm telling you, she's now drinking this water, the Kangen water. I mean, she doesn't know I'm coding her. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I'll do, no, I'll definitely look into that. I'm, I'm big on the water that I like anything that I put into my body. You know, it's, it started off just being a pro athlete at a very young age and just like that being my tool. So I was like, yo, this is how I make a living. So it's like, I'm going to make sure that this, this blade is as sharp as possible. And then in that process, you know, if you are intentional, you start, it starts rippling out beyond just like, being a performer, being able to perform. It's like, okay, what is this going to do for my mind? What is this going to do not only for the output, but like that, you know, now my mind is clear. So now I'm able to see things better. Now my heart's open to be able to accept or receive things from others. And it's just like, I just, I had a major awakening when I was younger as well. Whereas like when I made a bunch of drastic changes, 
I just, I physically, mentally, and emotionally felt better. And once I felt that, I could never go back. So it was just like, I only want to put, if I'm going to spend, I tried to be pretty um, minimal with a lot of, you know, my living and spending. But the one thing that I'm never minimal on is food. I will spend, I don't give a shit. I'll blow money on food. I don't give a damn. When I was, you know, my, uh, like my food bill was $30,000 a year. Yeah, I get you. I mean, water, this, I, we don't have our Kanga machine. A Kanga machine is coming in three days. I've been spending seven bucks for one of these things, man. I, I mean, I drink one a day. It's worth it. Man. Yeah. It's worth it. So it's like, it's, it's, and, you know, I put in a glass bottle. So, and I'm still learning the, I, well, I understand coding, but now I'm coding water. So now I'm learning from the water priestess and her, her, her partner. And I'm like, this is next level shit. I mean, this is like superhuman, super sane stuff that's going on. Yeah, bro. For, for, and for anybody, and I feel like if you're watching, if you're a fan of yours or you're a fan of mine, like, you know, that this is, you know, you're kind of, you're aligned with this stuff, but for anybody that kind of stumbles upon this and it's like, oh, these fucking hippies out here, you know what I mean? <laughs> like frequencies, like we, like a lot of this is based on like, you don't have to believe me. You just believe science. Like science proves a lot of this in terms of everything is energy. Matt, all matters, energy and frequencies, right? So it's like, it, it's, it's proven that your, your frequency that you speak and that you think affects everything. Just think about being around somebody that's in a bad mood. Yep. You kind of start feeling like, Hey man, like you either are in a bad mood or you're, you're like feeling like you want to push away from them because you don't want that. But think about when you're around someone that's got high energy in a good mood, it like, it lifts you and inspires you. And to me, like, that's, you know, that's all the proof that I need is like, I, I don't need science, even though it's nice to have that we can write it down and prove it. But it's like, I actually, I can feel it with real world experience. Yes. Yes. I love it, man. Love it. Hell yeah. Love it. Um, where are we at on time? You got to go. Oh. Yeah, we got it. We got our next thing coming up. Okay, man. I feel like we could, t we probably could have talked for like another two hours, but I know you got your obligation. So I'm gonna let you go. Uh, where can we find you? Oh, great. So coach JV underscore, somebody took my name, coach JV, coach JV underscore TikTok, Instagram. Um, and then the three T warrior Academy, uh, is our YouTube channel. But if you go to my TikTok or Instagram, I got the link in the bio, everything's there. Okay. And I'll make sure that I, I load all of your stuff up in the show notes below. And, uh, dude, thank you so much for your time, sharing your knowledge, super appreciative of you being vulnerable and sharing all your knowledge. So thank you, my man. And I'm looking forward to the next time we chat. Yeah, I can't wait to have you on my show, man. It's going to be great. Yeah, dude, I'm pumped for that. I'm pumped. So. Okay. Talk to you soon. All right, my man. Have a great day.